up, people? It's two guys, one blunt, and it is Monday evening. Nice. What is it? March already? It it's March, but it may as well be June. Nice. The way the last couple of days have felt. Eighty bucks or eighty degrees? Shoot! Instant jump from uh, very wet winter into really nice summer weather. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it continues. It's about time to start those cannabis plants. Oh yes, good point. Actually, make sure if, if you're, you're growing outdoors, it's uh, not happening because <laughs> yeah. it's not legal. You can't grow outdoors unless you're in the country. It's got to yeah. be contained in the city, apparently. Just disappointing mm. to know you can't have any front yard. So you have plants. to grow in a very wasteful manner if you live in the city. Even if you have a backyard, you can't just pop a few seeds in your backyard. Soon. But right now, everyone I've heard that's ever grown weed in their backyard doesn't get to see the harvest. Minus myself, because I did it smart. But right. anyone who does just like the random in the yard bag seed, or random in the yard somewhere. <clears throat> my aunt told me a story where it was almost time, and then one day they were just gone, and there was like a dirt mark on the fence where they'd clearly like, <laughs> dr- you know, jumped the fence and it, the root ball hit and yeah, just, just shamelessly over. pulled the plants out of the ground. And it's always a month early. The kids yeah. that steal the weed plants know, like, don't know that they get dude, too excited. They see some nugs. They don't mm-hmm. know what to. It's like, dude, you picked them, for. picked them three weeks in. It's yeah. like they were like a good six weeks of prime, prime trikes. Good job getting high for five minutes, dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think they, you think they trimmed it and cured it properly? <laughs> yeah. Let no. alone flush. God knows, probably they, they were growth. they were probably peeling those buds off those stalks as they were still escaping. Dude, I have you ever microwaved fresh weed to smoke it? No, I don't think I ever. You I don't do think it. I ever found myself in the situation to be able to make that mistake. Gotcha. If that's, <laughs> if that's, uh, that's dope. Yeah, I wouldn't say mistake, just bad decision. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Potato, potato. You, what you do <laughs> is you take your fresh wet bud, put it on a plate. Put your microwave on like half power and burst it in like 10 second increments. And that slowly evaporates the water. And irradiates your weed. Yeah, dude, psychedelic (laughs) high. Very psychedelic high. That fresh, raw cannabis for some reason. And I think it just evaporates all the terpenes and you're just left with like pure THC or something Mm. because the flavor is... There's so much chlorophyll and stuff left in that plant. Yeah, I mean, the the flavor of uncured or poorly dried weed is already bad enough and mostly like hay, so... Can't. That being said, imagine microwaved fresh weed is much better. Did I mention the gorilla glue I had that I smoked three days after it was harvested and it tasted beautiful? Ready? Yeah. So something about that GG4 is terpy. Something. It's like the terpy. Maybe the resin content is so great that the moisture content pales in comparison. It must. And it was in Colorado, so it may have. It may have legitimately dried in. It gets cold, but it's dry, right? Yeah, Yeah. because you're using in uh, central heating. Which okay. takes it's like, but the natural climate is also like a drier cold and a drier hot when mm-hmm, it is hot, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to anything humid. As far as I know, yeah. I think being a mile high, I, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass at this point. Well, I mean, speaking of talking out of your ass, though, yeah. So let's, let's talk out of our ass. This is me having a little bit of a of a gripe with uh, the way that we see some of the information put out there um, regarding cannabis education. I suppose. And it's funny because we were talking just before we started about, are we really going to do an episode where we're complaining about people complaining? (laughs) But it it seems to be something of a trend. And I think we've both noticed it, that people who are in a position to educate in the cannabis space 
are kind of doing so in a way where they're like choosing to mock the people who don't know what they know yet. Mm-hmm. Which feels not only like very kind of childish in a way, but also just divisive. It's, it's, it's very divisive. It's not, it's not the most helpful way to go about it. It's not compassionate or empathic at all. Um, and all of us at some point didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, and I think I wasn't born knowing that THC was a cannabinoid. Exactly. Right. Or that the Mercine mango myth is not true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, or everything that we know currently illustrates the fact that it's not true. Lest we come to find out some new information about the mechanisms of terpenes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. particularly Mercine. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the joke with the Mercine mango one is that mangoes aren't even that high in Mercine. I think content wise. That's hilarious. So that makes it more funny. But um you know you know the the thing I'm referring to where there's people saying that, oh, how stupid these stoners think that mercine could possibly make you higher, that eating a mango half an hour or an hour before you smoke is gonna get you higher. How exactly. dumb. Exactly. It's like slow down, dude. Like you I, I just figured that out like last year. Give me a break. Exactly. You know? And at, at one point I was believing that because the sci- the scientific explanation which turned out to be incorrect that I was given for it sounded plausible to me exactly how oh, about that blood brain barrier like yeah, oh that the, sounds scientific right you know oh, oh THC needs some help getting through there oh okay cool Mercine mm-hmm. helps that alright awesome I'm gonna eat a mango every time I fucking like mangoes anyway and technically it, it is true uh, it is plausible but it's not like I can't think of the word for it but it is the, the amount is just like not gonna help insignificant it's insignificant yeah. it's not negligible right and very negligible effects so technically mercine does help thc cross the blood brain barrier but it does it on at a rate that's plenty fine you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah thc doesn't need any help exactly getting through the doors exactly. there so um, it's it, it reminds me of like i never even played runescape okay but like it reminds me of like a level 20 dude hanging out in the noob zone and just being like oh you fucking noobs <laughs> oh yeah okay okay I, I i was lost for a second when you said runescape but like world of warcraft type game exactly the dude that's just spawn killing all the noobs like right, all right, the right. naked people just starting the game like yeah, you yeah. get some just to get wizard. his points up so you can go and live in the he's forest he's not even getting points up dude yeah. he's beat the game he's literally just getting off on destroying people's lives yeah Making i mean him feel dumb why, why do you think that is why do you think that's the the way that people feel the need to put their opinion out there. Well, it just makes you feel smart. That it's like when you're surround like, yourself with dumber people and you'll when, be the smart one. And or when you're successful enough and you're surrounded by a lot of smart people, you don't feel so smart anymore. So you just look down and you're like, "Oh, wow, look at all these dummies." Yeah. And so it makes you feel smart again because these people that we're talking about are generally like really successful, well-respected people who were surrounded by experts. Hmm. And so it's, I'm sure part of it is too, is people thinking they're experts, so-called experts subscribing to this, these, uh, uh, non facts, you know, uh, I'm sure that can be frustrating when you, when you're sitting at a board, you know, you're sitting at a discussion or a panel and yeah, this, this person starts going off on, well, our indica edibles like really have proven, and it's just like I I can see I would get on Instagram like these motherfuckers don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, and see that's the thing I think where we we're like we were talking about having a bit more compassion and empathy. That also means seeing it from that person's side, and probably that's what's happening is the fact that either they're being trolled a lot or they're getting constant this constant feedback loop 
where they're being given the information that triggers them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then it makes it easier to respond in that fashion. We've all been there. Um, oh my gosh, have you been on the internet? I feel like <laughs> there's just this the internet gives people reason to be permanently triggered you know Mm -hmm. like these people go about their lives triggered and so the internet just gives them infinite ammunition yeah yeah like people choose to go on there to mainly vent their frustrations but that's why i like trolling because people like that need to just you need to break them down you need to just make them so angry that they realize wow i'm getting angry at a stranger and then it changes their life for the better. But that de- depends on a certain personality type, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Well, the troll doesn't consider that. The troll is just like, oh my god, this person's so mad. He shall this. not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, dude. You wanna you wanna get into this club? You're gonna have to tell me uh, how Mercine doesn't help THC cross the blood-brain barrier forty times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just gonna laugh as you get more frustrated <laughs> with each recount. Wait, we're talking about. Wait, are we talking about mercine? <laughs> mercine, right? Like 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 lemons? Yeah. But even then I feel like if you if you if you're gonna feed the trolls, then get in the DM like in the comments and feed the trolls. Don't make a public post ranting at people where you get a you, wider audience. It makes you seem crazy. It's like you fuck with the dude, you know, you're like in class and you're just poking some kid and then they just out of nowhere they're just like fucking stop it yeah and like everybody else whoa (laughs) (laughs) calm down bro (laughs) and everybody's like well you've been stabbing him repeatedly for the last 20 minutes nobody else knows that your fingernail that's the best part nobody knows that you've just been poking like obviously has a reason to blow up but like you can handle it you can turn around and be like hey stop poking (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) not announce to the whole world that you're upset yeah you know there's two ways yeah, choosing the public forum is uh, kind of a, a a strange choice because that should be your platform to facilitate information for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one way of doing it. You know, there, yeah. that's one thing to be said. There are many different schools of teaching as well. Yes. You know, teaching and learning. Like, I do tend to learn better from like somebody that's strict. I will respect them more. I will shut up. I will listen to them more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people work, but some people really need gentle coaxing and like explaining and, but I, I, you know, everybody has their own way of learning and some people apparently need to just be called an idiot over and over again. So they're just like, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'm going to do all the research. Fine. Yeah. I, I also respond well to that. The attack, the call to character. It's like, you're dumb if you don't know. I think you gotta mix it up. You gotta, you gotta give me. If you're gonna give me that type of like tough love, you gotta give me enough constructive criticism to show me that you recognize what I'm improving. If if that's like what's being measured here, exactly. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's how it should be done. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is that that that's really why it's so kind of uh, frustrating for me to see this where. I'm seeing people with the uh, the ability and the tools, and then they're choosing a certain tone to take with people. And to be quite honest, um, tough love and cannabis don't really seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, that's I would a good say point. just the spirit of cannabis right. is like tolerance and patience and understanding. Yeah, tough love doesn't really. That's more of a beer thing, you know. That's more yeah, like a exactly. cigarette. Yeah, let's, cigarette save, let's save that for the alcohol, folks. Um, 
Just a little more compassion and empathy. I think it goes a long way. Like remembering that you once didn't know those things. Exactly. Perhaps trying to put yourself in the shoes of the person who doesn't know those things and think, why do they think this? Why uh, Why have they been ignorant for this long? And, and not to use ignorant in a pejorative way, but just like they just didn't know. Yeah, straight you up. Know? It's different when you're willfully ignorant, which goes, I suppose, more to like what you're saying about trolling. Mm-hmm. But... When you're uh, able to put your message across and understand the other person's position, I think it, it generally strengthens what you have to say, especially if you can voice that compassion. Okay, yeah. Here, two different YouTube, two different YouTube intros here. You ready? <laughs> hey guys, I've been seeing a lot of bullshit on the internet lately about mercying. And let me tell you what, it's gotten me fucking heated! Okay, so that's like the Alex Jones, uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh approach. Right. And then you've got the You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other approach, uh, is like, Hey guys, how's it going today? Um, today I want to talk to you guys about the Mercine myth and how it's actually not true. Yeah. Like... Same information, exact same information. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be our podcast, folks. Even though we're calling these people idiots, like, please. Well, I think perhaps that's kind of, it's like the bully, the bully situation. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what we need to do and say, yo, like, we understand your position. You're pissed off because people are triggering you all day and you have the right information and people aren't listening. Mm-hmm. What you're, what you should also realize is as much as somebody who isn't you can realize that about you, you should then be able to realize about somebody else. Like maybe there's a reason they think this, this wrong information that they think, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I actually mentioned when you brought up the concept, uh, let's find these, like these articles that are out there, they have authors, you know, we can hold those people accountable being like, you know, you need to put in words like it may you know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Just certain words change your language. Claims about cite that. sources. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I would say I would use Leafly as an example for the former as well as the latter. Some of the more recent articles I've seen some perfect citations. You know, and like really carefully. They thought do out seem language. to be more kind of on their game mm-hmm. um, in terms of referencing everything nowadays. Yeah. So we got to go find the Mary J's blog dot blogspot.com and just be like yo uh, here and it doesn't even have to be like hey you idiot quit you know it's just like here's this new information yeah. hopefully you're open-minded enough to post this in the first place right here's some more information or, you know what the editorial that you put out uh whatever issue whatever year month it contains some information that actually turns out to be incorrect. Like there's a there's a way to, to put it across. Yeah, you know, there's a way to catch. What's the old saying? You catch more flies with honey. Yep, that's know? it. Which is a bit of a weird one, but like I get the sentiment behind it. Yeah, that's where and we that's where we need to go. Really, that's that's why it's so upsetting when somebody does have the right info, but then they choose to put it out there in a in a way that feels so attritional, like very. I think you said acerbic. Mm-hmm, that's a good mm-hmm. word. I like yeah. That. Like, like just bristling yeah just unnecessarily right and i think it, that it's very important right now as cannabis is about to become worldwide that we sort this misinformation out because yeah. like just straight up indica sativa well we've discussed that previously i believe mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. 
even that is mislabeled. So like there's a lot of this is a make or break moment for cannabis, you know, like are we going to spread information to as many people as possible or are we yeah. going to alienate ourselves and just turn people off to listening to us because we're making them feel stupid right away. Right. Because they don't know something that we only found out recently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for a long time thought the same way. And science is only finding out recently. I mean, yeah. 90% of this stuff is correlative or hypothetical or yeah. theory, you know, so... Or based on tests that were done in Petri dishes or based on tests that were done on rats mm-hmm. or, you know, but... Very few... There so is very limited in this, vivo human research. So maybe, you know, maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit. Maybe it's just... It's a matter of time before the science comes out because everybody that's on this shit are using scientific terms and scientific language uh, yeah. to explain it. So, like, there's clearly a an a impetus to, like, be scientific about it. So, like, I'm sure as soon as, like, legitimate trials come out, that's going to be... <laughs> that's not going to be the end. <laughs> that's not how No, I don't works. think it'll be the end, but I think you're right in the sense of the this this movement towards a more scientific, rigorous uh, approach to everything because if you look at the way products are going, everything is getting t- more towards wanting to have predictable effects mm-hmm. and uh, repeatable outcomes and people want to know um, you know, they want to know exactly where they where something came from. Everything that is solvent less that was once like considered more niche uh-huh. is now becoming more and more the the main the main choice for a lot of things mm-hmm. um you were talking about the the new moxie vape cartridge i love it c-cell it's all c-cell now right which is the next step and they'll be able to do that with like a rosin probably you know mm-hmm. a rosin sauce or something like that yeah yeah that's Ideal. Uh, I mean, ceramic is the way to go, I believe. <laughs> so far, it's not filled with lead as far as I know. And the other big thing that people are moving towards product-wise is dose control. People want to know what their dose should be. They want to know how to measure a dose. I think part of that is going to be a tough conversation and people realizing, hey, listen, this isn't a one-size-fits-all situation. Yeah. There's going to be a size that fits you, but you're going to need to do some work to find that size. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It's. But the products are moving more towards the, the space of... Let's help people with that. Let's let's actively make it easier for people to find their right dose, their right ratio, their right delivery method. Yeah, it just takes time and information. You know, take it slow. This might be a three-day, two-week process. You know, if you're here on vacation, don't get impatient and eat the whole package because... Please don't. You know, like, this, it's just not something... It's not that easy. Because... No. My mom, she, she her tolerance is way higher than mine when it comes to edibles. But smoking, you know, I do that every day. My tolerance is way higher smoking. But yeah. Just because of body chemistry and body size. Like yeah, and people. they are different highs, as we know. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the the other the other side to the coin of the people being upset about the people not listening to their information is we do see a shitload of incorrect information being put out as if it was gospel. Yeah. Which is very frustrating and perhaps another one of those triggers for (laughs) people who are, you know, supposed to be in the educational space. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, I I feel like the only position to take, the only scientific position to take is to just be like, listen, guys, we don't know anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, or we know as much as we know, and that's it. Exactly. And but there will we... be new information. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is what we can tell you so far. Beyond that, we don't know. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's 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 always been the egoless science position. Yeah, yeah. We're open, you open I mean? to anything. Yeah. Yo, if we're wrong. And we might it. just need to rip up everything we think we know so far because we might find something entirely new that completely contradicts everything we've thought up to this point. And that's also okay. That's science. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing that he says? Science doesn't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's true whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think you're right about the fact that if we are going to try and reach the largest possible audience, then you have to take an approach that isn't going to alienate people out of the gate. Yeah. You know, you were just talking earlier about how some of the the work that you're doing, you're having to find like the right level at which to pitch the information. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different to the conversations that we normally have, where we're already talking about stuff, people who are well into, you know, not only outside of their work, but all within their work into cannabis. Exactly. And just remembering sometimes to take a step back and be like, holy shit, there are all these people outside of LA, then outside of California, then outside of the States, then, you know, outside of uh, what you would call a, a more developed country or whatever, who still need to get this basic education. Yeah. And so you have to bring it right back down to the most basic level for them. Yeah, somebody, uh, I heard... Um that there was there's some dude in South America commenting on a video and he's just like do more edible contents I've never seen an edible before really <laughs> yeah that's amazing so like yeah to us where it's just like we're inundated with a million different companies and edibles now yeah come to think of it shoot five years ago I all I'd done was make them you know it's just a yeah. brownie in a pan yeah. It was never a packaged product with dose control. It's funny. Has this ever happened to you where you've been either bud tending or like doing an ambassador post and people are talking to you about edibles and it's an older person and you tell them edibles or you tell them that it's ingestible and they're like, oh, like a weed brownie. Like always that they just think <laughs> weed brownie. They just, that's, that's every edible ever. Brownie. It's a fucking brownie. Yeah. Space cake, the second most, you know, if this were yeah. a family feud, space cake would probably be the second. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, the term second most used? Space cake. At least from the Midwest. And I think it's that's from Amsterdam where they like... I was just going to say, menu. that's where I know for sure that that's what they call it. Uh-huh. But I didn't know if it was a regional yeah, it's thing. From, space cake does sound kind of cool though. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's what they did. Pot brownie, space cake. Space yeah. cake sounds way cooler. Yeah. But I we'll think... Take, we'll take B, please. The, yeah. and But the nature of early cannabis already tasting like shit and then the information not really being there people just overcooking the shit out of it in the butter that huge amount of chocolate really helps mask any flavor because like when it's something like vanilla sponge cake there's a lot of room for uh your infusion to shine (laughs) yeah in the wrong ways (laughs) yeah there's Some people like the nutty, herbaceous, earthy taste. A lot of people won't. I, I like when it's done right. You know, yeah. like, I like broccoli when it's steamed. But right. when it's, like, over-steamed... It's like, just flavorless. I get I get why kids don't like broccoli. Because the lunch lady usually just overcooks the shit out of those broccolis. And it just smells yeah. and tastes... It's not... I wouldn't even say it's the same. It's just, like, sad. 
sad broccoli. Yeah, it's like uh, getting <laughs> getting weed that isn't glistening because it doesn't have trichome heads. <laughs> it just has trichome stalks. Exactly. You're like, oh, this shit is caked. Yeah. But it's it's been like mechanically like with a fucking paint shaker <laughs> like sifted yeah. times like a thousand probably some savage threw it into a machine trimmer oh i would do shoot black market days man if you give me a pound of weed i'm gonna sift that shit so hard keep all that keef and then just sell the rest full price yeah there's a huge incentive why would you not why would you not do that every single step of the way yeah uh i, I guess i don't never really thought about i mean besides just i didn't even have the tools to do anything like that when I was doing my little bit of uh, distribution. I wouldn't, like, not a paint shaker, but uh, definitely... Like a screen of some some description. Yeah, to, I knew a couple guys. Something. I knew one one dealer. He had uh, the sick mason jar. I've still never seen anything like it. It was a mason jar with, like, a screw-on bottom with a keef catch. So, like, he stored his weed in there, and it would just, like, catch keef. Yeah. And that I, I've actually never seen it since, but that was a beautiful... It's like, you know, and if you're bored, you can ever just... It was like a nice mahogany box, like a very ornate kind of thing. I think so. It might have been the bubble box. Maybe. Bubble Man had a few of these on his website at one point before he started making like the Tumblr. Uh Uh-huh. And Bubble Man, for those people who don't know, is somebody who uh, helped to pioneer uh, a commercially available set of sifting bags which allows you to create various grades of ice water hash it's beautiful yeah. like micron sized mesh so like seven different layers like with the yeah. last layer being a really fine small micron just enough for a head and nothing else to pass through yeah and this, so it's a yeah it's so cool i, I love the the water hash videos i never got to do it i i always wanted to do bubble bubble bag water hash yeah ice hash we should do it we should we should uh find somebody to donate us enough to make it worthwhile and get a five gallon bucket yeah well i'm gonna start growing i'm starting to i'm gonna grow this year so oh sweet yeah well we'll we should do it with one of your harvests that would be dope i might do like cbd with some of the cbd weed that would be pretty cool cbd hash be very interested to see what happens there yeah education it's important, people, but it's not important enough to make other few people feel unimportant. Exactly. That's what I would say. Yeah, some of the, I mean, what are some of the biggest, I wouldn't say lies, you know, again, like, mm-hmm. these people aren't bad, they're not villains, they're not doing this on purpose, but, like, the biggest, uh, just, myths, <laughs> if you will. The biggest, the biggest myths? myths? Obviously, we referenced the Mercine one the whole time. It's so, like, what else... What else is that CBD is non-psychoactive? That nice. That's a pretty pretty big one. Nice. I mean, it um, is directly psychoactive, just yeah. not. Which is why it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if it made you feel better, guess what? That's um, that's doing something in your head. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a, a bunch of them, but I was just thinking that uh, I think maybe one of the biggest failings of the way that information is being put out when we're seeing that incorrect information, which is being put across as though it's factual uh is people like really wanting to find a reason to say yes to all these things you know what i mean you're already invested in the plant and you believe in the power of it so you read something that seems halfway plausible and you're like okay cool that must be how this is actually working let me go and tell 
20 other people about this. Exactly. And then those 20 people now have the incorrect information. You've hyped them all up and they're not going to go and spread that. And, you know, if you post it on Instagram, it's, it's exponential. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Confirmation bias? Yeah, exactly. Where you're just exactly. like, oh, why, yes, this fits exactly with my worldview. Like, right. I'm open to this. Yeah. And you let it become a self-fulfilling prophecy of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, it's like your heart is in the right place, but you're letting your opinion be uh, drawn to a place that is more out of sheer will than actual real data. Yeah, consider the angry guy. Consider the angry guy calling you an idiot. Yeah. And, like, listen to what he has to say, because yeah. even though you might not like it... like You might not like how he's saying it. He, yeah, he might be right. Or she's saying it. Or she. Yeah, for all the angry female pot educators out there. Yeah. Yeah, all the female pot educators I've seen have been pretty nice. I don't see many ranty female... It's in their nature to be a little bit nicer. Is that sexist? (laughs) Probably these days. It is sexist, but it's a... I don't think anybody would disagree. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you, I'm not nice! (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, that's fair. Okay, I guess you just proved that I was wrong, so... (laughs) I now have new information, and I will change my beliefs. There There you go. go. Thanks for... Thank you, come again. Thank you for educating me. Mm -hmm. Um... Gosh, thank you, come again is almost racist. Just saying that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, like, ugh, that might be insensitive. Um, we should have a a rating system where it's just like, would you hit this? Like, would you hit that? And it's just like describing a strain of weed. Yeah. I Blue dream. Know. Would you hit that? Uh, <laughs> I'd hit it. <laughs> I'd hit it. I wouldn't write home about it. Yeah, but. exactly. I'd hit it. I wouldn't tell my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want anybody. I wouldn't to give know. her my number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't be my first choice. But if it's like late at night and like I'm looking around and it's just like Blue Dream sitting there, and there's nothing looking else at you, making it, eyes at you. There's nothing else sitting there. I'd hit it. I'd hit it. What wouldn't you hit, rather? Uh, I mean, Blue Dream is probably high up there for me. <laughs> I think we've already touched on this on the podcast before. Yeah. But uh, strains that I don't like. Anything that has that, like, too rose-watery, uh, like, very sharp, perfumey kind of Sort of like Blue Dream, taste. right? Taste, yeah. I mean, Blue Dream's not as uh, offensive with it. Blue Dream has a sweetness to it. That makes it a little more tolerable, but it's still not a flavor that I care for. So, but anything that's like weird um, and perfumey. Rose water. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like rose water anything. Rose water ice cream. Rose water. Mm, I love rose water. Roses. Rose macarons. Rose water macarons. Oh, I mean, macarons are delightful. So (laughs) I'm sure I, I could... I could put up with a rose water macaron, but like ice creams and things like that, that, you know, are, are big in like South Asian culture and rose water is kind of like a, like a dessert choice mm-hmm. for a lot of those things. So mm-hmm. I never really liked that flavor. So I don't know. That's, that's probably what I wouldn't hit. Speaking of macarons, I did an event with, it was a hemp macaron. It was a green macaron and then it was CBD infused tea. It was tea and macarons for a weed event. How wow. LA it was in Beverly Hills. Oh okay. In case so now, now this makes more sense. It was high tea. Yeah, it, yeah. I believe that may have been the title of the event. Title of the event. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, strings I wouldn't hit I'm 
I love the smell of tangy most of the time, but like, oh yeah, I haven't had a good full body good flavor from tangy. It's always the it just doesn't come through in the cure. Never really sits right with me either. I think it's valencine mm. might be that terpene. It might be maybe because it has a higher evaporation point. Uh, I don't know, but that tangy just never, never quite hits. So I would put that on my. On I this. actually instantly. Not recoil, but like I'll second guess a strain if somebody tells me it was crossed with tangy. So mimosa, for example, I have a, a bit of a personal agenda against mimosa because mimosa is a. I feel you. I, that makes sense because I never really liked it, and that yeah. explains why because yeah. there's tangy in it. Forbidden fruit, same thing. You take something like, well, I thought it was GDP, but somebody. Told How me was she it was raised? If she was raised well, I'll hit it. If she yeah. was, if she's got no manners, I'm not hitting it. If you give her the backbone. If you give it some, like, I think orange cookies is one of the ones that, like, does it well. Because, like, mm-hmm. you get that top citrus note and then yeah. the full buttery bottom of a cookie. And then you get those more, like, tropical fruit notes, like passion fruit, guava, those mm-hmm. kind of smells mm-hmm. coming through. Yeah, and I can get, that goes well with the cookie. But, like, I've had some tangy that almost tastes like toothpaste. You know, it's like tangy Ugh. with, like, tangy with the mint and pine. Gross. It's like, what what is the worst thing in the world? To you brush your teeth and then and try drink to drink orange, orange juice. juice. Like that's <laughs> yeah. literally one of the most universally worst combinations. That you and it's have. possible. That's why. That's why breeding is so important because, like, it's not all going to be amazing. It's no. like you can make. Like, you want to challenge me, dude? I will make a bad strain. Like, I will try to make a shittiest strain in the world. You probably learn a lot that way because if you were able to get it all tested and everything, you could see like, oh, this terp that is like never prominent is way off the charts. <laughs> yeah. This is why it shouldn't be prominent. Exactly. Because it makes it taste like dog shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was, there is one strain. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to try to think of this here. Oh, man, what the fuck is it? It is offensively. Okay, it is the NF1, I believe. From, Smells shitty. From up north. It smells like when you floss, Ooh. and you oh, get that yeah, bacteria yeah, 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 in yeah. your teeth smell that like really the belly poopy, button smell. Yeah, like poopy, <laughs> bad breath, like yeah. toenail. Dude, it smells like that. It's like, and I'm like all for dankness and yeah, yeah. stinky, weird shit. Like, if it, I would rather smoke it, it smelled like poop. Yeah. I would actually, but this is like, it's a, it's an, it's like uncomfortable. Deep. Funk. Yeah, it's like a very complex scent. Very. Like, because that's the bacteria. It's like millions of bacteria chilling. And so that's what it it smells like. Really complex molecule that's, I don't know, dude. It's fucked up cheese. I I honestly thought the first time I smelled it that the other person that smelled it before me had like exhaled in there. (laughs) And I just like smelled the worst breath. Oh my God. Just put their dog breath in there. Dude, and maybe that's where the strain, those strain names come from. I would call that like ass breath. That's and it would sell. People would be like, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, this dude, that like last ass. breath got me so smashed. <laughs> dude, maybe I need to try it now. Shoot. Like, it is unique. And I'm a fan of, like... I mean, look at how we feel about those strains that smell like cat piss. Yeah, I'm into it. Golden I, ticket, baby. That red Congolese, dude, yeah. that was good. That was very good. But it can also be a sign of, like, wet, mildewy weed also. Just improperly cured. Yeah, I think there's a you have to be able to note the sourness. I think I think the mildewy smell actually kind of offends your nostrils a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and you have to be alert to that offense, offense, offense. Mm-hmm. I would Making trust. 
I would trust biology. You know, I would trust that humans, even though I saw some picture of this dude holding a yellow ringed squid or blue ringed squid, which is apparently this like squid in Australia that is just like will kill you yeah. if you touch it. It's like poisonous, poisonous to the touch. And God bless the. Uh, what was that? <laughs> yeah. LAPD? Poisonous to the touch? Poisonous to the touch, where everyone in Australia just knows. You're just like, oh, fuck, this dude's dead. And it was just like, hey, guys, I found a cool squid today. And I, I didn't get it, because I'm not from there. No. I, I totally forgot Australian. why I brought that story up, but it's a pretty cool story. Blue-ringed octopi. Oh, yeah, because biology tells me, like, whoa, like, those bright colors, like, that's cool. Like, I want to collect that. Yeah. But really, those bright colors mean, like... I will literally kill you just by touching me. I mean, that's what it means in the snake kingdom. If you see, like, a very ornately patterned snake, that's usually a good sign to stay the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. I guess humans are just... We can appreciate beauty, so it's a different... Our artistic side, our sensitive side, is not meant for nature yeah. in the survival way. Snakes don't know that they can look like tapestries. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is the tightest snake ever. Okay, I'm going to gut it, and I'm going to wear it, and my friends are going to be like, that's so cool. I've never seen anybody else wear one. Uh, yeah. Like, Has anybody done that before? Yeah, nobody. I've never seen one before. Dude, you why? should do that with a crocodile. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why I've never seen anybody wear this snake before. I wonder why. It's because it would have killed you in a fist fight. Little Mimi Siku never made it back to the village that night. He was found... If only she had been educated about the dangers of the snake that looks like a rug. Mm-hmm. Uh, a beautiful Persian rug. <laughs> if only she had been to Persia. Um, I wanted to... I was going to say earlier, the responsibility aspect of educating. So I don't know if I just think about this because I used to be an elementary school teacher, but... Like, there's a very obvious onus on you when you're the adult in the classroom and you have 30, like, children Impressionable minds. Impressionable minds uh, looking at you as some sort of beacon of information. Little do they know, you're just figuring your own shit out. They don't even second guess it. Right. You know, if you tell it to them, that's how the world is, was, and ever shall be. Yeah, exactly. Which is perhaps maybe also what the cannabis community is in some, some divisions is guilty of. Just taking anything that's told to them as gospel and regurgitating it. Mm -hmm. Especially um, with the confirmation bias. But how do you feel about the your responsibility and like the various roles that you have to educate? Like you were saying about doing that video where mm -hmm. you've gotta you gotta try and think about, you know, somebody commenting and saying, What is an edible? Show me an edible, show me the different types of edibles. That seems like such basic information to us at this point. Exactly. But how do you feel <laughs> that sort of responsibility uh, kind of plays into what you're putting across? It's it's huge because in, in my line of work too, I, I'm still dealing with people using it for legitimate medicinal purposes. Absolutely. And that's the most sobering mm -hmm. like thing. Is you know, it's one thing when it's just a couple kids coming in like yeah, blah blah blah. I'm gonna go to I the think beach. we're both we're both. Uh, grateful in that regard that like what we get to do is a lot of the time help people who have a genuine need for something non-toxic mm -hmm. that will give them relief from whatever they're ailing from yeah 
And so, like, that... that as I cool mean, as it is talking to those kids who come in and want to just nerd out about how great the gelato is. Oh, know? not even nerd out. I'm talking about the kids that are like, yo, we're just going to the beach. Like, what do you think? Like, we just eat the whole thing? We just... Okay. You know, and it's just like, dude, uh, just eat one. I know you're going to fucking eat the whole thing. Like, but... I'm going to tell you to eat. I'm still going to tell you gonna the tell right you. way to do it. Right. I still am responsible because I've been there. I've been there. I've been fucked up. I've been given way too many edibles or way too big of a dab. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been there and it's or, not or fun. Or thought, this isn't doing shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not fun. It's not fun when you're not prepared for it. So I'll either prepare them for it yeah. and send them away or like, I always, yeah, you just, the responsibility is there. But especially when you've got somebody... Being like, hey, I've got stage four cancer. Uh, what can I take that isn't going to interfere with my medication? Yeah. And the first thing I would say is just like, you're going to have to talk to your doctor about that. First yeah. off, I don't know what medication you're talking about. I've never heard of it before. And second of off, even if I have heard of it before, I, there's I'm not going to be the one to tell you to do this. Talk to your doctor about it. I'll tell you everything I know, but... Well, you know about the contraindication for CBD, right? Exactly. Yeah, I've heard that there's... And I think the rule of thumb with CBD, if people are worried about it, it's like if your doctor told you that you should avoid grapefruit juice, then you should also avoid the high dose of CBD. Interesting. That's a good... I like that. It it sort of acts on the same enzyme, I believe. Okay. That's good Um, to know. So things like that, you know, like I feel feel in enough of a position of authority to give out that information. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anything where people come with like a specific medication and they start telling you what they take and times they take it. And I've never heard of this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know what? You need to talk to somebody who is a medical professional and ideally has an understanding of cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system and all of the and it's open to it yeah the the rest of the pharmaceutical and other options that you have for whatever you're you're treating i actually had uh my grandmother reached out to me and was having some really bad like digestive issues like she's been plagued by it you know and uh she's never been open to weed she taught dare in like the nixon era where it was just like causes brain damage and is addictive and uh, people so, were melting into couches. Yes, or was that later? That, that was, was later. later. That was okay. later. That was yeah. more fun. Um, and so the fact that she was asking me about this, and the fact that she was in pain, and I wanted to help her so much, I still wasn't sure. And so I yeah. looked up. I was just like, "Can THC help with this motility issue?" Mm-hmm. And dude, turns out like D- THC actually impedes motility in your gut. And so, like, if I were to have just blindly said, take it, it's going to help your stomach. Yeah. Which you would intuitively think, because cannabis is pretty harmless, and it helps almost anything, especially, like, gut-related nausea and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, intuitively, my first impulse was to say yes, but I looked it up, and it was actually one of the few things that it wouldn't have helped, and, in fact, might have made it worse. So, Mm. like... I told her that, and I was just like, fuck, like, I wish I Like, it I could probably could... contribute to maybe constipation or something like that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, like, just poor, if you're having digestion issues, like, right. it's not going to help digestion. It's going like to yeah. slow down digestion, even. Right, right. And so, but that, she came back two years later for my grandpa, because she was like, because you told me no, I believe you. You know, right. because you told me no, I'm willing to try this on yeah, my husband, yeah. on That's your grandpa. Interesting. So... It's that. like the uh, the fact that you you had the option of just saying yes, and that would have been maybe the easier choice. Exactly. And that's going back to that confirmation bias feeling of you just being like, well, I know this thing helps. I'm sure it will help my grandma. It exactly. doesn't matter what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
It's interesting that the fact that you told her not to do it made her have more faith. Yeah. In your opinion. I think I think part of the reason and that that was a great start for me too. It was like right at the beginning of my career in this mm-hmm. and uh obviously when it's your own grandmother, you know, that really yeah. drives it home. <laughs> then then you're really talking about responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. So like that was a great start for me like holy shit, like it doesn't help everything. So that I had yeah. a good start too, but the responsibility is real. You can't have somebody that's you know, clearly going through chemotherapy, asking you like, what can I take? You don't mm. want to just be like, well, I've heard the, this. It's like, I want to know. I want to know. The scary part is though, is that probably like, I don't know, six, seven out of every 10 people that they're asking that question to in a dispensary are probably starting their answer that way. Six, seven? Six or seven, you think it's higher? I'm afraid that it's way higher, but. Even now? Where I'd I, say eight out of ten. Wouldn't you say dispensaries uh, are actively trying to either employ people who are more informed and educated and can speak in such a way, or at least if they're keeping people on who previously weren't, that they're actively trying to find people who can come and bring their level of knowledge up? I think from what I've seen, I wouldn't say that it's so much of a direct we want our bud tenders to be all educated more just like this person is clearly more qualified. Right. You know, like obviously you're going to get the job if you're a, the weed king, mm-hmm. but I still see just, well, the amount of misinformation we have to listen to that we have to overhear. I still think that LA has got the pretty bud tender syndrome. I still think that there's a I mean, lot of, it worked so well for 20 years. Why would they <laughs> suddenly change it? Exactly. And you know? I, but some of the most informed bud tenders I know are also beautiful women, you know? So, like, yeah. I'm not saying Some of them that took their, their shit seriously. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that they're mutually exclusive, but no. I'm just like, it, you know, it's disappointing to go into a shop and nobody's able to answer just a question. Like, I just want to know about it. Like, do you know where uh, these guys are getting their oil from? Or do you know mm-hmm. if this distillate or what? And to not have a single person in the shop, even, like care you know they, they right. don't even care yeah 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 it's, it's not even a fa- the matter that they don't know it's the fact that like they don't know and they don't know where to find out they don't care to find out mm-hmm. that's what's just like you know the maybe their clientele is different maybe their clientele is just people trying to get fucked up and it's not a big deal for sure which you know there's there's less responsibility i suppose um when you're advising people on purchases there mm-hmm. but Seven, yeah, seven, maybe eight, maybe eight out of ten people are, you know, giving people, just telling people what they think as opposed to any real science. I, if I, I like to point people towards information that they can go and read themselves. That's kind of one of my preferred methods a lot of the time. I'm like, don't take my word for it. Yeah, I'm like, listen, I can tell you A, B, and C, but really you should talk to a doctor and you should go and look at this information. Here are some resources that I think will be helpful. You know what's you know? amazing? I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not. Uh, Prana? Yeah. Uh, Prana Pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. or Bio... I don't know their official title. Prana, Blue River... Canaceuticals? May, yeah, Something right. Something like that. Uh, Prana has a nurse hotline. Awesome. You can actually call a... a cannabis nurse. A nurse to like talk to you about their products yes, talk to yes, you about yes. actually i think i think i've seen that on the, it's on their website right I, yeah it yeah. has to be it's yeah. a beautiful concept it's really like 
that's that level that's that old school wellness california prop yeah 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 prop 215 vibe you know what i mean yeah bringing us all the way back around to compassion yeah exactly like that's that's it we yeah this person's not making us any money we're Mm -hmm. just employing a staff of people to just help you guys because this is this can be intimidating or scary and but also really important this could change your life yeah speaking of which going back to what you were saying about how your grandma put more faith in your opinion after you had told her no for her needs and mm-hmm. then when she came back about your grandpa then what mm-hmm. uh then i i forget what specifically it was for because it was something really simple and he ended up trying it. I think it may have just been CBD. Okay. I think we may have even just done CBD because he was having arm pain. Hmm. And uh, he said, he was just like, oh, I don't know if I feel anything, but I feel pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, that's good enough. Right. You feel better. Yeah. You know, that's that's good enough. Even and if it's placebo, man, uh, as long as it's not too expensive and it's not hurting you. like. Yeah, 100%. That's, again, the, the responsibility that people in our position of We're, our ilk feel i would say yeah if we also influence that placebo effect so much i'm sure like i'm sure i could convince somebody but <laughs> you people, know I mean? people ask you very leading questions sometimes you know they'll be like if i take this it's gonna help for sleep right <laughs> and you're like well you've already painted me into a corner <laughs> yeah, so like, like ten, either i tell I you no and i elaborate on why or i just say yes like it's like yeah, THC will help you sleep. I dude, what about the small doses of CBD are a stimulant? Have you heard about that? It like can actually like. Are we going back to myths now, or agitation. are we? No, this is a real. This like, is a real thing. So the myth being that CBD is good to take before bed, right? Sublingually, twenty minutes before bed, but really, mm-hmm. it's like about twenty minutes after you take CBD, you experience like slight mental agitation or unrest. It like slightly, really? yeah. Like yeah. a restlessness? Uh-huh, I, I don't remember specifically what it was, which I'm being very clear about how spotty it is. But like, I, CBD in low doses can do the opposite of help you go to sleep. Instead of being relaxing, it can get you energized. Mm-hmm. And, and it's still anti-anxiety, you yeah. know? It's, it's, you're still, that's what most people are being helped with but if you don't have anxiety and it's some other shit causing you to go to sleep don't take cbd yeah i think with anything i really just tell people like one dose is going to do one thing and more than one dose is probably going to do the opposite of what you want (laughs) so try and just stick to only having a small amount Mm -hmm. i always tell people you can always have more but you can't have less that's as you goes to the edible point especially exactly you know to have one piece wait two hours have have whatever the the suggested dose is on the package if Mm -hmm. you're feeling up to it and then wait for a full two to three hours and really really if you still feel like you need to take it further then have another piece exactly if you haven't waited three hours you haven't waited long enough Mm -hmm. and yeah, just just guidelines. I think I try to provide people with enough information that it narrows down the probability of them fucking up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and having a bad experience. But and if they nothing do, it's that on them. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think nothing that's gonna make any claims that are you know uh, spurious mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Uh, misleading. 
Exactly. I really just I, I try and keep it to a, as objective as possible. Not like, well, I really think you should blah blah blah, or I this works for me, so for you, I'm sure it'll be the same, or mm-hmm. you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, but it can be difficult when people ask you leading questions, and when you can see people are clearly like desperate for like they're like, just tell me what I need to hear so that I buy this thing and I go home and I feel good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's tricky. It's yeah. tricky to be like, listen, I see where you're coming. I, I, like, I really try and vocalize my compassion in those moments. I'll mm-hmm. be like, look, I can see you're going through something. I know you probably want this to like be the answer to the solution you've trying to, been trying to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what I have to tell you about it. And then at that point, I feel like now I've laid the foundation to give them the most accurate information that I can in the most objective way that I possibly can while I'm still obviously having my bias, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is inevitable. But and if I'm aware of it, then I can be more objective. I yeah. feel like, you know, and then, and then tell them, usually I'll have some sort of reference that I can give them that is a help, helpful little guide, maybe exactly. a visual aid of some sort or as, as precise information as I can write down for them to, re- with regards to dosing and things to think about so that, when they go home and they do have to experiment a little bit that it really is just a little bit it's not like an overwhelming amount of experimentation mm-hmm. to find out that oh shit none of this gave me any relief exactly it's and there people are saying so much about cannabis right now that it's really important to like check them put them back in reality and filter like, the noise they're they're yeah. only going to get disappointed yeah. like when you hear all these miracle claims from your friends and the internet and media that it's just like okay this might help but mm-hmm. it's like it's also important to know that you know a lot of these things that are caused by something else this is just treating the symptoms as well yeah just like big pharma generally this is probably treating a symptom it is important to treat the cause as well yeah this is the safest way in a lot of cases to treat the symptom but it's not going to fix the cause it's yeah. not going to fix the cause and well it may or it may not and there, there may be it may be enough to just take cannabinoids to fix the problem it may be cannabinoids plus question mark to fix the problem. And some people have chronic conditions where there yeah. is no fix to the cause. Some right. people are dying. And then <laughs> you're just talking about managing that. the situation. Exactly. And, and this absolutely is safe... they're one of the safest things to exactly. manage a situation with. One of the other things I wanted to say when you were talking about the information was like another thing I always tell people is don't take it from me. You know, check the LAX website if you're going to take an ounce of weed out with right. It, you know, right. Don't take it from the this random stoner behind the counter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't take it from me. Do your research. But I had another friend um, kind of compliment me by by saying like how I am uh, willing be, because, dude, have you? We've all tried to do weed research on the internet. You know, yeah, we were talking about all the misinformation earlier. It's not easy. And so what he was complimenting me on, on was like, I'm able to like sift through what's presented as information or truth and yeah. isn't, you know, the, to spend the hours going through citations and forums and, you know, different. Well, that's where people rely on us, you know, to exactly. be to be at that level of information. They're like, look, you've already done a lot of walking through the swamp. So mm-hmm. tell me how deep it really goes. Exactly. It's you like, know? you want to know how deep it goes? Like, yeah. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got just the podcast for you, my friend. Yeah. But this is how deep it goes. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you into the swamp with us in the most loving and compassionate and empathic way possible. Exactly. Yeah. We love you. 
And we, we hope you love, love us. You. Um, let us know in the comments uh, if you have had any like profound experiences where you've had to be in a position of giving somebody cannabis information. And what did you do? Did you give them the information? Did you point them towards a resource that you thought was reliable? Did you bullshit? Mm-hmm. Have you ever uh, had an experience yourself where somebody gave you some information that changed your perspective? Let us know. We want to know. What, uh, what, what's your favorite cannabis myth? What's your favorite cannabis myth? Yeah. What tell about, us. um, at two guys, one blunt on Instagram. Tell us on there. Or if you want to comment on the SoundCloud link itself, yes. two guys, one blunt.com. Uh, sorry. SoundCloud.com slash two guys, one blunt. Um, and you can comment directly. You can actually timestamp your comment on SoundCloud. So yeah. you can like, you can find this exact point in the podcast and, and we can read all the comments from there. Yeah. If you're listening right now and you type in hashtag donkey punch <laughs> hashtag stay woke yeah <laughs> if you if you type those two hashtags together yeah I'll, i will uh you win a free smoke sesh with both of us you get to meet us in person yeah um that's it's a it's a prize of sorts <laughs> yeah that's, that's a prize by the way yeah exactly <laughs> that <is a> prize <laughs> yeah that's the that's the top prize that we're offering there is no runner's up prize below that <laughs> that's the prize folks um no, but I, I think uh, we illustrated our point pretty well. Uh, educate where you can, where you don't know. Admit that you don't know. Where you've reached the limits of your understanding, point somebody towards a resource that you feel is a trustworthy and reliable and scientifically rigorous resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and please try and do it in a way that lets people feel like they're not an idiot for not knowing these things because all of this science is very very young and very very new and i'm sure we'll come to find out a ton of shit that we feel so confident about now turns out to be bullshit or Mm -hmm. turns out not to be true or not to be true in the way that we thought it was turns out it's like chlorophyll look at the one final myth like thc and cbd uh people are like oh well cbd counteracts thc not quite you know it's it's comfortable to describe it that way it's it's a concise way to put it but it's not really accurate there's something happening there that slows the uptake and also curbs some of the negative effects right and you can talk about receptor site competition you know and all that kind of stuff but you uh, again it's it's an instant jump from like I don't know anything to, whoa, I'm deep in the swamp now. <laughs> You're talking about receptor sites? Uh-huh, yeah, you know? what do so, I know? What do I intuit about re- CB1 Try and bridge people from one to the other in the most compassionate, understanding way that you can. Really try and put yourself in that person's shoes and see, like, why doesn't this person know this thing? There's a reason they're coming to try and find this information. Like, respect the seeker, too, you know? Respect the seeker. And, you know, just be nice. Be nice, man. Don't be a dick. Be understanding. Mean people suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Peace and love. We love always. you guys. And uh, we hope that you have much of the same for us. And, and we'll see you next time. We'll be back very soon. Doctor? Doctor. 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 Doctor.